doctor. So Doc Rat is a doc who's a rat. And his receptionist is a gazelle and his nurse is a rabbit. And um, and so it's a completely now, animal world. why is the doctor a Which, rat? Okay. Why did you choose a rat? What was the rationale? Why there? rats or why animals? Why animals? Well... Okay, and welcome to another episode of Be an Awesome GP, where we talk about how to do general practice even better. Today, I am very excited to be talking to Dr. Craig Hilton, or Doc Rat. Dr. Craig Hilton has been a practicing medicine... Jenna, I apologize. That's your pen name, Craig? Yes, my pen name is Jenna. Um, I chose that because I didn't want to start putting out a world-famous comic strip under my doctor's practicing name. It would say, it could yes. make some of my patients uncomfortable if they say, oh, this is, that's the person who listens to all the personal things people tell him and then turn them into funny comics for everyone to read, which is not true, but I didn't want to leave any shadow of doubt. So I thought, I'll do this under, I keep a, a firewall between my practicing and uh, my entertainment it's not a state secret if you wanted to look it up you'd uh, go online and you'd be able to find who i am but it works pretty well i keep the two separated i think that's actually a great tip i find that is the concern with a lot of people in pursuing these creative endeavors that that are i feel quite useful for general practitioners is they want a degree of protection they don't want necessarily their patients to read them and i, I would agree with that wholeheartedly yeah. Besides, which you know, and any GP knows, we take our job very seriously. If someone comes in, if someone comes in with a personal problem, mm. you give that personal problem one hundred percent of your attention. Absolutely, uh, it's got to be like that. And people know. I find people know if you're not paying attention mm. or if you're not one hundred percent focused mm. on them. They they do know. So it's very important. Yeah. Yeah, they do know um, that I like cartoons, seeing as the inside of my consulting room is covered with them. And, okay. uh, you know, when you write, uh, print off a prescription and you've got little squares of paper that you tear off the bottom of the prescription, they make ideal note uh, scrap paper for ah. uh, drawing little pictures on. So at the end of looking after a child, I say, what's your favourite animal? And... Uh, or oh, a, a dragon or a unicorn or a cat or whatever, and I'll draw that and child go away clutching it. And maybe five years later, they'll come back and they'll say, you know, Jimmy's still got your picture on the front of the refrigerator. And I thought, yes. That is actually really touching. Um, mm. I imagine yeah. you see a lot of people long term, like you, you've been a practicing mm. doctor for a long time. You mm. would have seen those people grow up. Yeah. Uh, I have been in my current office now for over 20 years, and so uh, I am seeing people literally who are having children whom I saw when they were newborn babies. Um, it's a wonderful continuity. It really just one year builds upon the next, and that builds upon the next, and therein lies part of the strength of what we can do in general practice. And I think in your in your drawing of comics you've actually you're prolific like you've put out 20 over 20 ebooks yes. uh, you've been doing it long enough you have this huge back catalog and it's even 4300 4, 4, so far 
That's that's correct. Because you would have and gotten as each strip takes an average of about two hours to draw. That's a lot. Yeah, each strip wow. takes an average of two hours to that's draw. So you. multiply four. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's a lot of time. Yeah. What did you do with them initially when when you started? Did you where did you publish them? I have a website. My uh, I have been doing cartooning before that uh, in many different ways, but I decided just before the beginning of 2006 that what I really wanted to make life more complete was to realize some other thing as well as being a doctor that I could leave my mark on the world. And one thing I'd always wanted to do was to do a comic strip regularly because it's not just drawing, it's also putting the ideas in. If you want to draw things and you want to say things, then something that combines saying and drawing is an ideal thing for it. But time has always been the problem. You cannot say, oh, I managed to get a picture done this last weekend. Uh, I think I'll keep doing that because you don't always get that spare time all the time. The only way it was going to happen was to actually clear a permanent space in the schedule. And I said, well, I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every second Saturday and Sunday as a GP. Uh, what if I were to devote the Wednesdays, I'd still be working 10 days a fortnight in an earning capacity as a doctor, but that would mean Wednesdays would be my cartooning day. But the only way that's going to work is to make, is to start off with a professional attitude to say, right, it is work time. It is my professional work time. It is the time I will hire an office and I will have that office set up. And every Wednesday and any other time I want to let myself into the office from extra stuff, every Wednesday will be the day that I start off uh, bright and early at an appointed time and work through and get my quota done and load it up before I go home uh, and answer emails and do the rest of the administrative stuff. But that is what I'm going to do. I may not make a professional income at the beginning, but I'll treat it as a profession. Uh, and I did. I am still doing a lot. It's, it's still not making much of an income yet, but I'm getting very close to my dream with having ebooks that people all over the world can buy. Uh, and when people buy one, they may enjoy it so much they buy the second one. And there, there is the uh, way that that's my um, business model. I'm still getting there, but I haven't dropped the idea of being professional. I'm a member of the Australian Cartoonists Association. I have been for many years. And uh, that whole profession of cartooning is uh, going through a very hard time with newspapers shutting down and the old business model of uh, selling a regular strip to uh, many newspapers and then getting a return from all of them or a newspaper syndication company. That is just going by the wayside. Some of the main things have been dropped cartoonists now some of the best cartoonists doing comic strips are finding now the whole thing is now very hard to make a living so uh, I'm not alone in that it is hard to make a living as a cartoonist um, and I do have to rely obviously on my work as a GP to make the uh, you know, to pay the pay the mortgage and such um, finding time is difficult but as I said, putting aside that sacrosanct professional time for my second profession is the only way it's worked. 
I think that's a really oh, there's so much I could dig into there actually, but it's really setting aside that time and having the professional attitude, the same attitude you have as a doctor for that other endeavor really does make a difference. I was actually super excited to chat to you because I spent a lot of lockdown learning how to write indie author novels. And I spent part of lockdown helping, well, co-publishing a comic book. And I realized how much work goes into making a comic book in that process. So I spent a lot of lockdown writing this and I continue to write books as well. even now, but the big thing is time. And I can always have, I can always open up my books and see more patients at work, but I do block off some time to do writing because I know it makes me a better GP long-term and I'm less likely to burn out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've often said there is nothing that you can do in life that will not in some or another. Our job is actually a communication, a performance thing. Uh, we need to be good with words. Anything that's helping you be good with words will help. We are also professional storytellers. When we tell we our patients what is going to happen next or what the surgeon plans to do or how a kidney works, um, we are, in effect, telling a story that the person has got to be interested in hearing person loses interest and tunes out then we're uh, failing at our job can i swing the conversation around to satire for a second because i saw one of your comic strips that really hit the nail on the head in regards to the telehealth amendment that required people to sign a document stating they assigned their rights for medicare telehealth and i thought that was Mm. that was such a good Mm. way of demonstrating the problem to the to the general public Mm. Tell me about satire, and, and do you use that more, or is that just a one? I do, I do, but I have to remember what I'm writing the strip for. Uh, so mm. that was one in particular that I thought would work, and uh, had enough legs to carry it. Uh, I the the issue with the um, health bulk billing uh, consent. Um, uh, was one I had just been recently uh, 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 learning up on and it seemed so bizarre that it was bizarre enough to put into a comic. Uh, I've also done ones about care plans and I've done ones about the yep. electronic health record and such like. But remember, I've got to remember, it's quite it's easy to get a small group of all people in an audience and make them laugh a lot if we all nod knowingly together. Uh, But this is not just for a small contemporary local group. This is something that's also got to be funny for Americans and Germans and Japanese. It's got to be funny not only now, but in five years from now. If someone in five years picks up a Doc Rat book and reads something about the intricacies of Medicare and says, huh, what the, and move on to the next trip, having not found that actually funny, is... um, uh, well, that would be uh, failing at the job. Uh, it's, it has got to be like, say, Yes Minister, which is a political satire from the 1980s oh, yeah. that we, is still just as funny now because it's talking about people and an ongoing situation. Um, the um, Australian ones like uh, Frontline and Utopia will be funny in five years or ten years because they talk about 
some of the eternals of human interactions. Uh, and so I've got to be careful when I'm writing this, uh, I don't assume that everyone got a, a very limited uh, number of words to actually tell the situation at, by the end of the strip. So I've got to keep it very simple. So I've got to put out the premise, explain what is happening, and then make my wry comment on it all within the space of one comic strip. And with that, uh, to, um, in order for it to be understood by people in other countries and other times, it's got to be um, very carefully done. In addition to that, I have also not got to be just a naysayer. I don't want I started out with one premise with Doc Rat is this is not going to be a doctor joke where the joke is at the expense of the patients and showing how cruel or greedy or incompetent the doctor is. Now, you can, if you want that, you can read The Wizard of Id. Uh, but if you want to have something where you can still laugh at it, but it's not making fun of the disempowered person coming to the doctor with less medical knowledge and less familiarity of the healthcare system, you're not laughing at that person's embarrassment or that person's discomfort, and you're not saying, oh, this doctor is really greedy or that person is really stupid. Uh, I've got to do something which at the same time as laughing also enhances the, the uh, standing of our craft in general practice, uh, which talks about some of the vagaries of the Australian medical system without making it uh, say this is a rubbish system. So when you get something where there is a really bizarre, almost utopia or yes minister situation with how this works, I can understand how we got there. For example, these item numbers were cobbled together very quickly in a hurry and telehealth was cobbled together in a hurry. Uh, and OK, they're working on it, but um, I can understand how it got there and I could do the sensible version and I equally well I don't want to do the this is ridiculous the healthcare system is broken and tell that to Americans uh, so I walk a very fine line there are not many times I could do satire because the satire has got to be eternal uh, it's got to be respectful uh, it's got to include the current characters and it's got to be also supportive of what journeys those characters are doing in the larger scheme of things. I think that's that's a real problem, not a problem, it, it's something we have to be very mindful of as general practitioners, is we want to have a conversation, but we want to have a respectful conversation. It's easy for Joe Blogs to put out content about things and say so-and-so is stupid, but we, we have to have a very nuanced conversation that engages a lot of people about relatively complex topics. Um, yes. Just before I go on, do you want to show us some of your, um, I think you had a mug there or a shirt or some oh, of your doctor. I'm so glad you asked. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, these mugs, which I don't know you can get now because uh, I bought one and the total number of sales that have ever been there is one. So <laughs> and that was, that was uh, 15 years ago. Right. So I don't know. However, um, here are some of the books. That's where the doctor goes to a medical convention, which is great fun. Um, and 
this is another one too. Uh, I do sometimes individual comic strips and gag day, but there are some times where it goes a little bit longer uh, and it's a, a, a joke that runs over a week. And But then you start getting to know the characters more and then you start actually feeling like they're three-dimensional people and you start... Um, three-dimensional people and you start uh, wondering what happens to them what are their hopes their fears their concerns and and so sometimes I have run on to uh, I, well, I haven't been able to stop myself following a storyline and up to me to make things more complex than they need to be so I write complex stories and sometimes the entire book is one long story basically a novel this book actually turned out to be the first one that was actually longer than the standard uh, um, 72 pages uh, because I had to have it that long to finish to the end of the story. Uh, this one was a story that involved a, character, a couple of characters. I had one where there was a person in the waiting room starting to get really angry and abusing one of the other patients in the waiting room because uh, uh, she was a rabbit and he was accusing her of having too many children which was overpopulating the world and um, it turned out in the end how am I going to solve this well for the moment I, I won't bother you with how I solved it but it turned out she was married to an enormous wolf uh, <laughs> which was an unusual thing in a rabbit uh, by the way I, I should you probably I haven't mentioned but these are all animal cartoons with animal characters so Doc Rat is a dog who's a rat and his receptionist is a gazelle and his nurse is a rabbit and um and so it's a completely now, animal why is world the doctor a rat? Okay. why did you choose a rat what was the rationale why rats or why animals why animals well animal uh fantasy is something where you can tell you can tell confronting things without the baggage of people already having made up their mind as to what different topics represent uh, I can um, uh, I can talk about the conflict between meat eaters and grass eaters without it being something saying oh well you mean the uh, you mean these ones are the Republicans and these ones are the Democrats well of course I don't believe Democrats anyway I mean they all they lie anyway so um, so a good Republican value I think no 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 please please what if you had two major groups in conflict and they're not Republicans and Democrats, uh, but they are, um, uh, uh, okay, but nevertheless, there is a big history between them and we have to try and work out how do you negotiate peace, um, so forth. Why a rat? A rat has been probably the type of animal character I've found the most interesting and the most intriguing any times there are animal-based stories because they have you know tom and jerry tom the cat is the baddie jerry the mouse is the goodie black and white end of story uh, and any time anything the mouse can do to the cat well it's fair game and anything the cat wants to try to do to the mouth well that's evil and he usually gets his come up and now that's too simplistic you can't do much with that uh, but rats oh rats are the baddies well sometimes rats are the goodies or well what are they well I mean, rats have evolved with humans in their towns and villages and cities eating the same food. There are very few, there are very few animals 
in our common folklore that share so many of the things we like. We eat and taste food. We like to live in nice houses. We, we have fun together. We play together. We do things. Uh, there are very few animals other than rats who would fit that same sort of thing. And secretly, we can identify with them. But really, too, they are complex uh, from a from a um, historical fable point of view. They're complex. You can say they're neither the good ones nor the bad ones. You're going to have to think about this. Uh, there's a movie when I was doing when I was doing the really informative years, uh, two really big movies and books uh, influenced me. One was Watership Down, um, which came out yep. not only in the book, but then when it came out as a movie. At pretty much the time I went to England for the first time and went to the location where they were, uh, where the, it was originally uh, created and such like. And that was one of the best animal books I think you can get for the whole point of absorb, uh, um, putting yourself into another mindset. But another was The Secret of Nim. Uh, and that was a story about rats and, my, and mice, um, rats who were, made more intelligent in their lab and then escaped and then were trying to work out what to do with the future of their civilization in amongst all a uh, a story about what this uh, mouse was going to do when she was facing a, an existential crisis okay that was based on a good book but basically uh, those two uh, they had so many intriguing possibilities of how do you start thinking about the world it was a book for young adults but it covered what are we meant to do what's uh, what do we define as good or evil and can we get away with a bit of evil if it's all in a good cause such as we're trying to survive so we'll steal a few things and stealing's wrong but stealing just to survive until we can afford not to steal anymore is maybe is that an okay thing to do um anyway it's uh, anyway, the uh, one of the characters in that movie, in this case the baddie, was a character called Jenna. Um, when oh, you read the book, yes, uh, well, Jenna is also is also after Doctor Edward Jenner, my hero from oh, primary yeah. school days, who uh, was uh, the person who came up with a system of vaccination, and basically he has saved more more human lives probably than any individual who ever lived. And he managed to understand what he had done in his lifetime. Uh, it must have been a really, really good feeling to think, I've done such good work. Um, that was Edward Jenner. Now, I do believe from reading between the lines that Jenner in the book was actually based on the historical person Jenner, who are, uh, that's, that's right. just another thing, because all of the rats named themselves after people they read about in books. Uh, so, all right, okay, small fun fact. Um, but Jenna uh, is the name that I thought I would choose for myself because he was a doctor and he was a pretty cool rat. Uh, in, yeah, I was going to say in the books, he wasn't just a melodramatic villain, but he was someone who was giving his point of view of saying it's okay to, it's okay to steal uh, and it's okay to keep stealing. And the other one, his opponent was, and good friend, was saying, no, it's okay to, well, we don't like stealing. We'll try not to steal any more than we have to until it's all over. Anyway, point being that when you want to tell stories that are morally complex, uh, it's good to have something which isn't, doesn't start off with a template of the goodies 
and the baddies. I thought you were just going to say that rats are easy Need to that draw. Sort that of is thinking a fascinating in our world. So I can talk about. Hmm. If I yeah, well, if I can talk about how in Doc Rat's world, which someone very nicely named the Geniverse, I managed to steal <laughs> that. In the Geniverse, uh, in this whole Doc Rat world that the Doctor lives in, that there is not only the fact he's looking after people as a GP, but he's also got sucked up into uh, uh, social and environmental activism. You know, he's been co-opted into the campaign for peace between the grass eaters and the meat eaters. Um, and uh, he's trying to balance his responsibility with his patients with the fact that sometimes he has to put his life on the line in the name of peace. And mm -hmm. you start doing some complex stories, you can get some incredible tensions between them. Um, uh, so, yes, it's funny jokes. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot of doctors are used to reading my funny jokes. But if they read more of the strips that are available online or in the books, they'll also find out more about, OK, these are the other constraints they're working under. Um, these are the things they're trying to do to make the world uh, a better place. And thus, you know, the patient care and the health of people is dependent on the health of the society. When you've got a society where you've got some people you know, taking people down silently and killing them and eating them for names of culture, um, and you say, all right, that is not okay. How do we get peace? Well, there are plenty of things happening in the world where you'd like to have peace, but it's a very, very difficult thing. And yet, it should be possible to find some way where we can start progressing towards peace uh, by working out, well, are there better ways of doing things? Are there ways of people um, risking a bit, investing a bit, and trusting the other side will risk and invest a bit too? And in the end, we can all win. Uh, is there a way of doing wow. it? Well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sitting in process. If you write a story about animals and meat eaters against grass eaters. Hmm. If you write something with meat eaters versus grass eaters and, they, and it was very difficult, but they made a small step. Well, how did they do that? You look and say, well, OK, maybe it was the power of one or two people who, when put on the spot, decided they would do what was right rather than what was easier and safer or the people who thought about it better or the people who decided they would put their prejudices to one side and say, all right, just think of what we can achieve and if we do it will be better so in a way that fits in with good quality general practice as well the same mindset we are trying to make things better we're trying to find skilled and creative ways of making people's problems get better um, it's all part of the same process we want good outcomes we're blessed to be working in a practice uh, where we all want a good outcome. It would be terrible, I suppose, to be a lawyer where I could only win by making someone else lose. But it's not a position where general practice. No, it's not. No, no. And most people are pulling in the same direction. Uh, On that note, we just need I to find that. Have some find patients coming up soon. I might need to start wrapping up soon just because I, I have yeah. booked patients this afternoon. Okay. And I apologise. I could sit and chew the fat with you for hours. This right. is actually. 
Yeah, tremendous. Mm. Um, okay. If people do want to find your stuff, where is the best place to find it? Your website, Amazon, what's the best option? Yeah, the website is a good one. Uh, and the best thing is just use the search engine, even the one beginning with G, um, use the search engine uh, to look up DocRat and it will take you pretty much to the to the site. But it is www.docrat.com.au. Look on what they used to call Twitter, look on Facebook, look on Mastodon, uh, but particularly look on uh, Amazon and see if you can look on Amazon for uh, DocRat eBooks. And that way you can purchase them and read them on your own device in your own time. And I imagine if people like them, giving them a rating or review on Amazon is really good for your search engine optimization. Uh, it is, it is, it is. Lots of people, the people who bought it so far are my diet on, uh, as rest, my, my diet in the world fans, so they like it anyway, so I'm getting lots of good reviews. <laughs> um, but I, the more people who try reading it, the happier I'll be. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. That was a magnificent chalk, and I look forward to opening up the latest Doc Rat ebook as that I will download tonight. Thank you, Dr. Hilton. Thank you. Be an awesome GP is targeted at general practitioners in the Australian context. It should not be taken as formal medical advice, and you should consult your own clinician for any medical matters. Opinions are those of the presenter or guests and do not necessarily represent any organisations. Wearing, by the way, cartoonist jumper. Very nice.